from the Immigration Coalition. Bienvenidos and welcome to The Balance. Hey everyone, this is Rondell Trevino with the Immigration Coalition founder and director. We're so thankful that you have tuned in to this podcast. Uh, we are just so excited to uh, just uh, talk with you and to fellowship with you today. Uh, so today our, our, our uh, title of the episode is Testimony for Migrant Children at the Border. I came across this article, which we'll put into the, um, we'll link it into when, when we upload the, the podcast. Um, but I came across this article that gave uh, around 10 or so testimonies from migrant children at the border. And when I read these, they brought me to tears because of the fact of these children were honestly sharing what their experiences were at the border in detention centers, the fear and um, even the unsanitary uh, conditions that they face. So I want to use, I just want to take time in this episode to specifically just share their testimonies um, and for us to um, to just listen to what they have uh, said, um, to hear what they are saying, and to ask the question at the end, what, what might God want us to do in the midst of what they have faced? And so let's begin. Here, here's one from a 12-year-old boy who, who said he was always hungry, especially at night. He said, I'm hungry here at this specific t detention center. We won't say the name all the time. I'm so hungry that I have woken up in the middle of the night with hunger. Sometimes I wake up from hunger at 4 a.m. Sometimes at other hours, I also wake up hungry. I can't even go to sleep because I'm so hungry throughout the night. I'm too scared to ask the officials here for any more food, even though there is not enough food for me here. A 16-year-old girl said 20 teens were crowded into a cage with babies and children and only one mat to sleep on. She said, we are in a metal cage with 20 other teenagers with babies and young children. We have one mat we need to share with each other. It is very cold. We each got a, got a blanket, but it is not enough to warm us up. There are benches, we, but we cannot sleep there. Sometimes it is so crowded we cannot find a place to sleep, so they allow a few of us to sleep outside the fenced area. The lights are always on at all times. An 11-year-old boy said he was with toddlers who had no care for them. There are little kids, he said, here who have no one to take care of them, not even a big brother or sister, especially not a mom. Some kids are only two or three years old and they have no one to take care of them. And I am left to care for them. So an 11-year-old boy taking care of uh, these young children, children who he's not even related to. A 16-year-old girl said she and her baby were so cold and wet that they got sick. She said, we slept on mats on the floor and they gave us aluminum blankets they took our baby's diapers, baby formula, and all of our belongings. Our clothes were still wet, and we were very cold, so we got really sick. I've been in the U.S. for six days, and I have never been offered a shower or been able to brush my teeth. There's no soap, and our clothes are dirty. They have never been washed. Now, these are detention centers at the southern border. Hear me now. Not all detention centers have unsanitary conditions. 
But there have these are testimonies from children and teenagers who have experienced the unsanitary and unjust uh, unjust experiences at the at the border in specific detention centers. And we don't know them specifically when it comes to the detention centers, but we're just sharing their testimonies. And this one really struck to me really, uh, really hard into my heart because of the fact that um, some she was sharing that her baby's diapers were being taken away from her, the formula and all their belongings. Their clothes were wet. I mean, these are babies and children. And here's the problem that I think, and I, we'll, we'll continue to share. Here's the problem. Migrants who come to seek asylum legally, okay, when they come to seek asylum, we have to reiterate that it is legal for a migrant, no matter who they are from any country, to come to the southern border and request for asylum. It is a it is in the U.S. It is U.S. law for them to seek asylum legally. Okay. However, oftentimes because when they do come and they do seek asylum at the southern border, even today, even though we hear that there's no one being separated, it's been happening for years, even before President Trump. They're still at times separated from one another. Their children are separated from them and they're put into these detention centers. And the testimonies that I'm sharing with you, they don't just experience this one time and that's it. For the entire the entirety of their lives, whether they stay in the United States or they go back to their home country, there is trauma and pain and suffering emotionally and almost physically for them that they face and that they go through in their lives from this these experiences. So when you're being, being treated almost as an animal or someone who's not created in the image of God, you can't brush your teeth, there's no shower, then this is not okay. And this is a huge reason why we need healthy border security and a multifaceted approach to humane border security that allows migrants to, even if they're put into detention centers while they wait their, their case of asylum, that they're still treated humanely. They're still treated as people who are created in the image of God. This is what we need. And oftentimes we need, as, as uh, the government, we, we must train uh, the detention officials, detention agents, border agents in a healthy way on how to treat migrants who come to the border, especially children. I mean, it just blows my mind when parents come and these children are separated from their parents and they're being treated. They can't get, can't have a shower. There's not enough food. It's almost like they're unjustly being blamed for things that they've never done. It's not their fault that they come to the U.S.-Mexico border. They're babies. They're children. They're brought here by no fault of their own. And so when they're hungry in the middle of the night, they shouldn't be having to face that. They shouldn't be punished for things of that sort. And so I want us to really feel this and have empathy for what migrant children are going through and what migrant children continue to go through at the border. Again, not all detention centers are like this. Not all border agents or detention agents are like this, but there are cases in which these children and these teenagers are sharing their heart with us, not to get to get attention, but for us, especially within the church, to step up and say and ask the question, what can we do to love them? What can we do to protect them? How can we advocate on their behalf? Because Jesus was at one time an immigrant fleeing persecution in Matthew chapter 2, right after he was born from a devastating and vicious and evil king named Herod. 
And if Jesus was a migrant facing persecution and fled with his mother and his father, then we must understand that the way we view immigrants and migrants seeking asylum in detention, our silence on the issue is specifically in correlation of how we view and how we're being silent towards migrants at the border who are facing this pain and this brokenness. So I want to just continue, but I wanted to just say that. Here's an eight-year-old boy described, he described sleeping on cement on a cement bench. They took us away from our grandmother and now we are all alone. They have not given us to our mother. We have been here for a long time. I have to take care of my little sister. She is very sad because she misses our mother and grandmother very much. We sleep on a cement bench. There are two mats in the room, but the big kid, but the big kids sleep on the mats, so we have to sleep on the cement bench. You have a kid, eight-year-old boy, sleeping on a bench. A 17-year-old girl said there was no clean clothes for her baby. She says, three days ago, my baby soiled his clothes. I had no place to wash the clothes, so I could not put them back on my baby because when he went to the bathroom, his poop, sorry, this is just being vulnerable and open, his feces came out of his diaper and all over his clothing. Since then, my baby of only three months has only been wearing a small little jacket made of t-shirt material. I have nothing else for my son to wear. I have been told they do not have any clothes here at this place. I just want my baby to be warm enough. I'm having to make sure I carry my baby super, super close to me to keep his little body warm. This is a baby. This is what blows my mind. It's a baby being treated this way. And for us not to have enough resources to give a baby basic materials and clothes, when you know, when we know migrant parents and their babies and their children are coming to the border is viciously unjust. It's wrong. It's inhumane. And so for this baby to have to have to go through this, the trauma and the pain that this he or she may go through when they grow up, it just makes no sense and it is wrong. This is a result of how broken the immigration system is. This is a result also of how the church has been silent on this issue for years because we view it oftentimes within churches. We view these issues as too political. They're too political. But these issues are involving people creating the image of God, especially if we say we're pro-life for the unborn, which is good, and I am pro-life. If we say we are pro-life, then that means not just for unborn babies, which is great, but also for migrant children who are being mistreated at the southern border. We must care for them as well. Our hearts must drench in empathy for them and what they go through. It just blows my mind. It's a baby. It just blows my mind. A 15-year-old girl said her, her, uh, her children had nothing to do except cry. She said, I started taking care of a 5-year-old girl in the icebox after they separated her from her father. Okay? I did not know either them before I didn't know either of them before that. She was very upset. The workers did nothing to try to comfort her. I tried to comfort her and she had been and she has been with me ever since. She sleeps on a mat with me on the concrete floor. We spend all day every day in that room. There are no activities, only crying. A pregnant 17-year-old girl said she and her baby were forced to sleep on the floor. 
I was given a blanket and a mattress, but then at 3 a.m., the guards took the blanket and mattress. My baby was left sleeping on the floor. In fact, almost every night, the guards wake up, wake us up at 3 a.m. and take away our sleeping mattresses and blankets just, to, just for fun. They leave babies, even little babies, of two or three months sleeping on the cold floor. For me, because I am so pregnant, sleeping on the floor is very painful on my back and hips. I think the guards act this way to punish us. This is unjust. This is evil. Even if a migrant comes undocumented and crosses the border and breaks the law, okay, we must still treat them as created in the image of God, worthy of respect, love, and dignity. But we do not see this. This is what's happening at the southern border. In some cases, some is a very important word to use nowadays. I'm not all cases, but in some cases, this is what they're experiencing. I'll give you two more. A 17-year-old boy said he had no soap, toothbrush, or toothpaste. At this specific detention center, we have not been able to shower. The toilet is out in the, op out in the open in the cage. There is no door for any privacy. There is water, but no soap to wash our hands. There are no paper towels to dry our hands. We have not been given a toothbrush or toothpaste to brush our teeth. I mean, this is seriously kids being treated like they're prisoners for coming to seek asylum, most of them legally at the border and being brought here by no fault of their own. No toothbrushes. The toilet is out in the open. That reminds me of like literally a, a jail cell when you have multiple people in there for committing vicious crimes and there's one toilet in the corner and if you have to go to the restroom, you, you have to do it in front of everyone. This is not just punishment in any kind of way for these migrants, especially if they're seeking asylum legally. This is unjust. This is wrong. And this needs to change. Finally, a five-year-old boy said he was sick after being taken from his father. I was apprehended with my father. The immigration agent separated me from my father right away. I was very frightened and scared. I cried. I have not seen my father again. I have had a cold and cough for several days. I have not seen a doctor and have not been given any medicine. Some migrants seeking asylum legally, being at this border, being separated from their family, are being unjustly treated, and this is wrong. Here's the thing for the church. We're called to pray. We're called to, uh, to call our representatives to urge and advocate to talk about this on social media. All of these practical steps, right? But at the end of the day, we're not Congress. We're not the president. They have the power to change what's going on at the border. For years, the immigration system has been broken, and both Republicans and Democrats on both sides, Christian Republicans and even uh, Christian uh, uh, Democrats, have said we need to fix the immigration system. It is deeply broken. And this and what these children are unjustly going through is a result of a broken system. So for us as Christians, let's continue to pray. Let's continue to have this empathy. Let's not forget what these migrant, what migrants are going through each day. Let's advocate. Let's call our representatives. And we must call our representatives because they have the power. Congress has the power to justly enact policy that humanely treats migrants as created in the image of God, not as animals. Some of those agents at the border and in detention centers need to be fired for how they mistreat immigrants and migrants. So I, I pray this episode that we have empathy, 
that we we uh, take in these stories that after we after you listen to this podcast that we get on our hands and knees and that we pray on behalf of migrants thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll see you soon blessings everybody thank you so much for tuning into this episode Uh, we are just so thankful that you support and listen to us if you want more information please reach out to my twitter at rondale underscore trevino or the immigration coalition's twitter uh, the immigration coalition's facebook and our website at the immigration coalition.com thank you so much and blessings